I'm reading from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, AECF.org, talking about food deserts. And it goes into a detailed explanation. What is a food desert? They're defined as geographic areas where residents have few to no convenient options for securing affordable and healthy foods especially fresh fruits and vegetables disproportionately found in high poverty areas food deserts create extra everyday hurdles that can make it harder for kids families and communities to grow healthy and strong it's a long article but it's a good one where are food deserts located this this was educational for me they are more common in areas with, number one, smaller populations. So not necessarily the, the most dense areas in, in the cityscape. Obviously rural areas. A lot of food deserts out there. Higher rates of abandoned and vacant homes. And residents who have lower levels of education, incomes, and high rates of unemployment very profound now it goes on to talk about they hit black communities much harder and the census the u.s census actually does some studies on this the last one that came out in 2017 black communities have fewer supermarkets than white communities and multiracial communities so that means in the ghetto you go to the hood, you see you see the delis, you see the bodegas. You see the pizzerias, but you don't you can't you can't get a pineapple. You can't get a squash, you can't get a rutabaga. And that's a huge issue because in urban communities, African American communities, the rates of diabetes, the rates of cancer, the rates of hypertension are much higher than in white communities. And a lot of it is, I don't want to say it's by design. I'm not, I'm not conspiracy man, but it's by design. And it's not necessarily that there's some boogeyman in the sky that's saying that we're not going to put a Kroger or a Wegmans in a bad neighborhood, but it's just not as profitable. People that live in urban blight are less likely to have money to buy cabbage and to buy collard greens. And to have salad with every meal as opposed to french fries. Article does a very good job of mapping out food deserts in the United States. And, and my man Rick Witted from, from U.S. Hunger is fantastic with this. And he has a data program with U.S. Hunger. Plug for them. 
that actually can show you where the food desert is within your health plan. So if you're a health plan executive listening to this show, or even if you're just an interested person that's listening, you're listening on, on one of our many affiliates around the country, and you want to know, do you live in a food desert? There are, there are different programs and different companies that map that out. Article goes on to say nearly 35 and a half million people, 13% of the United States population are living in low income and low access areas, according to the USDA's most recent food access research report published in 2018. 19 million of those people have limited access to the grocery store. Why do food deserts exist? No single cause, the article goes on to say, but naming several issues, transportation challenges. Remember, low-income families, you don't, you, don't have, you don't have a whip. Can't afford a whip. Can't afford car insurance. So you're taking the bus. Well, some cities have fantastic public transportation. Some cities like Nashville, where I live, they have abhorrent transportation. You live in Seattle, you listen out on Kixie. If you live on the I-5 corridor of Seattle, you probably have access to pretty good transport. Now, if you live on the Bellevue Issaquah, well, I guess you can't live in Issaquah unless you have a little bit of a little bit of money. But if you're living on the the east side of Seattle, it's not easy to get public transport because you're 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 frozen out of the subway line. Convenience food, like I said, low income families more likely to live in communities with corner stores and convenience markets, fast food stuff like that. The financial risk of grocery stores. People don't want to put grocery stores in areas that are crime infested and subject their employees to that. People also, from a PL perspective, they want to put a store in an area where it's going to perform well. In areas where the income is lower, the store is not going to perform as well. I see that all the time in healthcare. I used to fight at different plans that I've been a part of about, hey, you know what we could do if you wanted to decrease diabetes complications maybe we could put a clinic or two in those zip codes where we're having a lot of issues with diabetes that just subsequently happens to be mostly the black and latinx community how about that well you know james from a cost structure we don't we don't know if we can do that can we figure out how to uber these people to to other neighborhoods who wants to uber 40 minutes even if it even if you get a, a transportation card who wants to uber 40 minutes to go to a doctor in a neighborhood that you're not familiar with especially people in medicare what 80 year old wants to uber here in nashville as i'm broadcasting it's 100 it was 103 degrees yesterday who wants to uber 40 minutes in 100 degree weather or in some of the in, during the winter in some of the cold areas, if you're out in Minnesota, the, the Midwest, who wants to Uber when it's five degrees outside? Nobody wants to do that. And then finally, income inequality. Healthy food costs more. That's so frustrating, man. If I want to go to McDonald's and get a six-pack of chicken McNuggets, a double cheeseburger, and a medium fries, even with inflation, that's only like six bucks. What if I wanted to mix in a salad or, or, or saute some squash? Or roast some asparagus with, with lemon juice. Well, that's going to cost a lot of money. So people that are living near or below the poverty line, they can't afford that stuff. 
So it goes on to solutions. One of them is incentivizing grocery stores and supermarkets to play in underserved areas, which is interesting. Maybe it's a, a federal statute. Funding citywide programs to encourage healthier eating. Extending support for small corner type stores and neighborhood based farmers market. I'm a big fan of the neighborhood farmers market. Paragon 7 is in downtown Nashville. I go to the farmer's market, which is right up the street all the time, and get some phenomenal food there. And ex expanding pilot efforts, allowing customers to use supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits to purchase groceries online. So that's like the OTC benefit that you see Farmbox RX has been rolling out. How do you work with payers and provider groups to make it easier for members to buy food? U.S. Hunger, they'll deliver a huge box of produce to your door. And some of it's funded by altruistic endeavors. They're moving into the Medicare Advantage space, the Medicaid space. But I wanted to talk about my guys over at Cooksnook because Cooksnook is very unique in what they do. They're not into the big produce box, and that works for, for people who are in a situation where they have the utensils and they have the ability to cook to cook meals and, and prepare large meals and, and families. Cooksnook is more of a solution just for people that need a week worth of, of prepackaged meals. And you're getting more to the of the blue apron style. And some people, especially those that are really in in the in the poorest of the poor or extremely rural areas, they might not even have access to the proper utensils. They may not have the cooking experience. They may not have the time to cook. Some people are working like three jobs just to survive, just to combat the, the $6 gas prices. And Cooksnook, I want to implore people that listen to us. We have a lot of healthcare executives that listen to us, as well as the the, the army of, of, of approaching 400,000 people that are listening to us live throughout the week. Cooksnook has the ability to work both with employee assistance programs. So if you're a large company, we've seen a lot of employee assistance that is needed during these times, both with COVID, both with the people being downsized. You might, you might have a job, your spouse got downsized, or you had someone that's in the hospital for COVID, your life changed immediately, and people need assistance. And Cooksnook is perfect to place in there on an EAP type of program. They're great for people that are just coming out of the hospital in an inpatient state, maybe not mobile enough to stand up and cook a meal. And then just for targeting from a risk score, quality perspective, members that are high risk, members that are diabetic, members that are oncology patients, members that have mental health issues, to have access to nutritious and phenomenal food that doesn't require extreme preparation. Cooksnook can get the food to you in a very discreet manner. And I continue to encourage Medicare Advantage, Medicaid, TANF, ACA, employer group, these programs to partner with companies like, like Cooksnook. Take, uh, take a look at them, go to their website. Look at some of the delicious food that they have to offer because they're continuing to help lead this discussion as well as U.S. Hunger and, and my friends over at Farmbox RX that lead this discussion nationally on hashtag food is medicine.
Lance J. Show. Paragon 7 Studios. Social determinants of health programs are important to the Medicare and Medicaid populations, specifically individuals facing chronic illness. Upside Home's personalized approach allows plan members to build trust with a highly engaged home manager, enabling an array of SDOH services in a controlled but non-institutionalized environment. For more information, contact the Upside Home Partnerships team at 954-866-7255. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS for Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the warriors, the timely and the timeless. We're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. These are the 